0: Hey, gang, let's do what we know to be called Hey, Gang. And that is a show in which I talk, from right here in Dragon Manor. Did you know that um, I was on another period? Well, I shot it. It won't air for a while, but I shot it last week, and I had to go to a fitting. So I show up for this fitting, and it's uh, there's this woman there, and she's older lady and she's very tired. They've been working her very hard. So she does, she's not giving me much um, personality. You know what I mean? So she just hands me the clothes I'm supposed to try on. And then she's just kind of standing there. She doesn't say, I'll step out. She doesn't say, You can go into that room over there. She just kind of waits. And, uh, I guess I was trying to expedite things. So yeah, I just dropped trowel right there. Was that the right? I think I did it right. I think she's just over it. She just doesn't care. But shouldn't she maybe have a little bedside manner there? I'm not not just dropping my trowel in front of anybody on every errand. You know what I mean? I went to Coffee Bean that day. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, give me the jasmine tea, large to go. And then the, the guy just, barista just stares at me until my pants hit the grass. It's not a part of every errand is where, is where I'm going with that. So don't just expect that, oh, yeah. But I did it. And so she got to see whatever she saw. And um, there you go. I had a great time. I went... And did the um, show, but I guess I'll tell you about that a little later. We're going to recap Shark Tank, episode 8, season 19. And we're going to listen to some tracks. So first off, coming in at number 5. Just stop looking for love. Girl, you still got time. young, you still got time. G-E on you still got it. just stop looking for love You still got ya G-E you still got ya you still got ya try could be something if you let it be something don't scare me away something's in enough to you already you say Boy if that's the new Zane which it is count me out I always feel like I got to be nice to these songs i got to get in a good mood and be nice to these songs, but he's got the Drake bongos going there, and then he's going to sing real smooth. I, I'm, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like on that Drake album I played you last week, um, I picked the best parts. I picked the hip-hop parts. And then I just see people tweeting about how great Passion Fruit is. Passion Fruit? It's this. It's just him doing what Zane was just doing. Why do people like it? Ja Rule, when he, when Ja Rule started, he was pretty strong hip hop, and then he took too much ecstasy and sang too much, and he got nailed for it. Everybody kicked him out of there. This guy shouldn't shouldn't America be telling him, hey, just rap? We, we, we Or just put out one album for the guys and then one. ah, ah, ah. But anyway, that was Zane with Still Got Time featuring Party Next Door. Is Party Next Door a DJ? I bet it is. Let me see. Party? What else would it be? It's not a... can't be a group. Party Next Door. Jaron Anthony Brathwaite. Born July 3rd. 1993, summer of 93. Let's see what was big. I forget, I can't remember. What was 93? Summer, 1993. Uh, top hits, will that work? All right, when this kid was born, it was boom, there it. And it was UB40. Wise men say only fools rushing. And, um, number one was Whitney Houston. And I will always love you. So that's what was on. I wonder if, if, uh, party next door was conceived to any of these informer, informer. That was like if Snow was from, if instead of him being from Canada, he was from, like, Yugoslavia. Wow. Nothing but a G thing, baby. All of these songs were big. Rex in Effect with Rump Shaker. Produced by who? You guessed it, Skateboard P, Pharrell. I think he was like 12 when he produced that song. Anyway, gang, um, uh, Party Next Door and Zane have a new song, and me though no think I'm very good. Okay, uh, first up into the tank was Tara Brown from San Diego. She's an ophthalmologist, which is a eye doctor she invented sleep styler. It's basically so you don't have to do your hair in the morning. You can stick these kind of curler things in your hair and just go to sleep. And when you wake up, you pull them out and you've got curly hair, luxurious, beautiful curly hair or straight hair. Sleep styler. I was like, this is a slam dunk product. Lori agreed. And just immediately started going all in and saying she wanted to box out the other sharks, which immediately kind of pissed off Barbara. But guess what? She got boxed out and that was it. And Laura Lori made it over fast and gave her almost what she was looking for. So there you go. This woman was an ophthalmologist. She said after 10 years of her and her husband practicing, he's a cardiologist, after 10 years of practice, they still have student loans. That's, that's crazy to me. That means, I mean, well, how old are you when you get out of med school, like 30? So now you're 40? If I walk into a doctor's office and the guy's 40, I'm assuming he's got himself a lifestyle and some savings in the bank. Pay off that loan, Terry. Okay, so I got my haircut today, gang. That's right. I got the undercut, the uh, mixologist cut, the alt-right looking cut, as Kulap called it. You know, she was the first person who commented on my last haircut, and she goes, oh, you look like alt-right, because she had just been watching a bunch of alt-right videos, not in support of, you know, she was watching them, just, you know. Just to see what they're on about. And then I walked in with a similar haircut. But then that branded in my mind that it's alt-right. So everybody, like the next 20 people who complimented the cut, I was like, yeah, I guess I got the alt-right cut. And they were like, huh? No, no. So there you go. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. She kind of brainwashed me into thinking that cut was just going to be immediately perceived as I'm a guy who wants to fight for, you know, I'm a men's rights activist. And, uh, you know, I'm tatting weird shit on my arm and going to the deplorable. That's not where I'm coming from. But, um, you know, maybe I'm just too sensitive. That is what it is, Howard. I know. Shut up. Okay, so I went and got the haircut today. And I've told you about my haircut guy. He's great. He does ballroom dancing competitions. And so guess what? He's fresh back from a victory in Baltimore. He flew out to Baltimore, danced against all the people his own age, and took home gold. And he said that, you know, it caused some ripples. He said they were cool about it, but I was like, they probably don't like the West Coast guy flying in there. And then he got, he danced with a West Coast girl. There's matchups. It sounded like the final four, actually, like the brackets. So much of the final four is matchups. All of a sudden, you pull this team that you don't match up well against. It's not even that, you know, you just got to have good matchups to get through there. So he had a good matchup, and he took gold. God bless him. You know what else he told me? A couple times he cut uh, Ali Landry's husband's hair and he's a Mexican director and uh his parents got kid that it was a it's a whole thing but Allie Landry the girl from the Doritos commercial that's the stories I got from him today as well as an undercut did he chop it too close yep will I forgive him yeah I'm glad I got that guy he's always ready to chop And he said, I look young. He took one look at me. He goes, you never get any older ever. Thank you, my friend. And that's because of diet. Or at least I like to attribute it to diet, although it usually steps on the compliment because people just want to kind of make you feel good. Hey, you look good. And then you come back with it's the diet. Now, all of a sudden, I'm shaming them if they don't eat the same way as me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, hey, you look really young. Yeah, well, I'm doing Scientology. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, you look good. All right. I think that's what happens when I mention the eating, because then I got to go into it, and then all of a sudden it's, all right, another food weirdo is telling me what they eat. But um, I'm getting big into red kale. Woof! Red kale. That's the one. It's got iron fluorine in it. I heard it's the best protein. If you're trying to get protein from somewhere, up, see, I'm doing it. All right, I'm going to stop. But anyway, you can get a lot of protein out of red kale. Eat it, juice it, do what you want with it. All right, coming in at number four. She don't give a damn about your She wants a real- a She don't really care how you spend your money. It's all how you treat her, treat her. She just wants a friend to be there when she opens her eyes in the morning. Morning. She wants you to say what you mean and mean everything you Oh yeah! That's how you talk to a woman That's how you speak to a girl Why is she singing so weird? That's how you get with a lady Who's worth more than anything in your whole world nice. You better respect your mama Oh Jesus, I respect, respect my mama I thought we were talking about my lady, my girlfriend. Now all of a sudden, I'm respecting my... Come on now, stay focused. That was Faith Hill. Faith Hill, the country singer. And she was singing out of, you don't, about how to treat a lady and... uh, It's a duet with Tim McGraw, her husband. He comes into that later. I thought she was singing real weird for her. Like, out of breath. Like who, who uh, like, like DMC. You know how DMC from Run DMC, he kind of has that, like, I don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but he talks strange. He kind of can't, it sounds like he can't catch his breath. I got to see if this track was produced by DMC. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill with Speak to a Girl. All right. Sorry if there was a little noise there. Next up into the tank was Billy Dim. <laughs> the guy's name was Billy Dim. D I M. He looked like Billy Baldwin, which was odd because of the spelling, but his name was Billy Dim. And his business was Blend Teak. And it was wine where you blend your own wine. I didn't get it they send you a box with four bottles of wine in it and then you blend them together the way you want them and then they'll like make you that wine in a case. You could put your own label on it. But it, to me it does not seem like, most winos just wanna drink and be sloshed. I don't know that they wanna create their own sauce like it's P.F. Janks. you know what I mean? Did you ever think to yourself, half the fun of eating some Chinese food would be if I could concoct my own personalized sauce? Or do you just dunk it in the hot mustard? Dunk it in the soy sauce? Dunk it in the duck sauce? I would say for many, many decades of my life, I didn't know the difference between soy sauce and duck sauce. And as a youth... I always wanted the duck sauce because it was sweeter and I always thought if I ask for soy sauce I'll get the duck sauce you know then somewhere halfway through the meal you figure it out then you get weighed down with all the monosoup sodium montum sodium monsanto sodium glutinates MSG and you get so like knocked out from the narcotics of it that you like pass out and you just forget. The next time you go, Hey, yeah, give me some soy sauce. And then he brings, he doesn't bring duck. He brings soy. You yell at him. Maybe you backhand him. Slap him around. Drag him back through the kitchen. Past the men's room. Into the kitchen area. Smack him around. Duck sauce. Okay. So Billy Dim was there, and he was blending wine, and then Barb and Mr. Wonderful had a competition where they each blended their own wine, and um, I think Barbara won. And, uh, boy, was she sucking down the wine. Like, the second they she found out the pitch was about wine, Barbara started knocking back these glasses of wine, and then she went up there. She had, like, a straw. They're like, "You you drinking it out of a straw? And then she like sucked the wine out of the straw while she was making this weird face. No bueno. No bueno. Anyway, Lori made him alone. And uh, that was Billy Baldwin. Billy Dim. Sorry, Billy Dim. And um, it was funny too because you know when you're drinking, it's like fun, fun, fun. You're on the way up and then all of a sudden there's that period where you're just like, you're like a slug. Like it's the depressants have got a hold of you. You know what I mean? Like the the initial part of it, that was fun. And then you just realize like you're just sitting there like a lump. That's what happened to Barbara. She finished, she drank some wine. Then they did like the little competition, the wine competition. And then by the time she gets like to listen to the pitch, she's just like out of it, like boozers, you know? The fun's over, and now she's just sloshed. Don't throw up in the Uber. wonder if Barbara ever puked in an Uber. Hey, listen, uh, ma'am, if you feel like you, you can't hold it, let me know. I'll pull over, please. Please don't puke in the back of my, of my uh, Prius, because, uh, you know, I've got to pick up my kids after this. Please, please, Barbara. Uh... All right, so we've been doing the headshot show. So I do the headshot show every Wednesday night. We broadcast out of Meltdown Comics. It's a show where I sell old comedians headshots. Comedians like me, we come on there and we sell our old headshots that we still have. And we do it for charity. The charity so far has been the ACLU. And that's because of the... You know, the Muslim ban and the wall and all that stuff. But maybe, are we past that point now? Should I switch to charity to, uh, what's he trying to do now? Like, he's trying to, uh, with the coal? Should I I go to environmental lawyer charity or something? I don't know. But you know what's funny about doing that show? We, We shoot it right inside the store. So if you just walked into the store, I'm just a guy standing at a counter talking. So if you don't really focus on the fact that there's a camera pointed at me, I probably just look like a, like, you know, like this is another counter where you could buy stuff. You know what I mean? There's the front counter where, the, where they'll tell you about all their graphic novels and stuff. And there's a cash register. Anyway, people just wander right up. Like, they'll get super close to me while I'm broadcasting and then just kind of look up and then it takes them a few seconds. You've probably seen it on camera. They don't realize I'm broadcasting until they're like bumping it to me. But um it's still fun to do. It's a lot of fun to do. Alright, I'm I gotta I gotta pick up the pace here. Jesus, I gotta- Ooh. Did we do number three yet? Oh my god, I gotta pick up the pace gang. Coming in at number three. We'll I don't know. Hey, that's the Gorillas with Humans. Is that what it's called? Wait, where'd it go? No, it's called "We Got the Power." The album's called Humans. That was the Gorillas with "We Got the Power," featuring Jenny Beth. Uh, I'm not into into the Gorillas as the average person. To me, it always sounds like they they've never even met. They're just doing it over the phone. Damon's gonna sing, and then the other guy's gonna rap. I don't think they hang out. I don't think they know each other's wives. I, I, I don't think they 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 they've, they've eaten a meal together. Hey man, if we do five albums and they all go gold, I'll meet you some for, for some fish and chips. In Leicester Square. In Leicester Square. <coughs> Next up into the tank, boy am I behind Shedge. Next up into the tech was just a, uh, it was like the history of Robert. Turns out he's from Croatia, which back then was called Yugoslavia, and he had dirt floors as a kid and hay, but he didn't know. He didn't know it was bad. He had dogs and cats and horses, and his dad was thrown in jail 22 times for speaking out against communism. And he said his dad was kind of a high up in a, like ran a factory or something, but then They had to escape. They took a boat from Italy to Canada. And then he had to sweep floors after that, his dad. So he said his dad was never the same. And it motivated him to, you know, pay off for his dad's sacrifice. And um, it also showed him with a baby back in the day. So I think that this Dancing with the Stars broad is his second wife. Which... uh, All right, I hope the first one got to settle it because she was with him for the tough years, not the goofing around on Shark Tank years. Please, Robert, tell me that you pay your child support. Okay. Speaking of the Headshot Show, the whole thing has blown up. I'm going to explain it to you on Who Charted. You've probably already heard it on Who Charted. But um, the whole home shopping club thing I've been doing at Meltdown it got expanded, so we've been at you know a whole studio selling Dungeons and Dragons and books and all this stuff. It's really too much to go into now. At the end of this episode, well, then why'd you bring it up? Why didn't you just go back and erase it out? Because I'm not gonna. But anyway, needless to say, needless to say, uh, suffice it to say, um, the whole Shop XSN Home Shopping Club thing has already expanded way beyond where I thought it would so you never know out here what's gonna happen you never know so very cool all right uh coming into the oh I did that all right here we go coming in at number two up, up, stay down. Up, up, I'm a feeling that's winning With Represent the Alright, that was Young Thug, Two, well that was 2 Chains. Uh, 2 Chains, Young Thug Wiz Khalifa and PB Rock P&B Rock Like Peanut Butter And the song was called Gang Up And that is from The Fate of the Furious soundtrack Album The Fate of the Furious dot dot The album Uh uh, yeah, that was a big posse cut. I don't have time to talk about it. Uh, the Fate of the Furious. Are you going to go see it? Uh, the last one was good. Will this one be good? Who knows? Uh, I shot something for Another Period, which I'm really excited about. I went to the rap party for Lopez, which was a lot of fun. They had a Guns N' Roses cover band. And then I had to leave early and zip across town to go to the Another Period rap party. They were both on the same night. And I shot down there and I hung out with, who did I hang out with? Natasha and uh, Ricky and Mike Rosenstein and uh, Brett Gilman. Lots of people. Good times. Um, Next up into the tank was Meal Enders. This one's going to go along, I guess. Meal Enders was one of the weirdest products I've ever seen in there. It's basically a lozenge that you eat after a meal. And it immediately tastes sweet and chocolatey, which satisfies your dessert craving. And then it starts to tingle and not really taste like anything or something, but it makes you not wanna put more food in your mouth. So he, he gives out these lozenges, this guy, Mark Bernstein from San Francisco. Everyone starts eating these lozenges, and I say, yeah, it tastes good, like chocolate. Then all of a sudden, whoa, there's other weird things kicking in. Some people didn't mind it. Some people did. But um, Barbara and Mr. Wonderful kissed on the lips, which, which he was making a joke like, hey, this weird tingle, oh, it's making Barbara look attractive. And then she plays along. She goes, give me a kiss. They smacked each other on the lips, and then all the other sharks were like, ew. So think about that. You're tasting this product for the very first time, and then you see something gross. Okay, in this case, it was Barbara and Mr. Wonderful. You never want to see that, especially if you're friends with them and you shoot with them all day. You know what I mean? It's just like, ugh, why, why did that just happen? I'm not used to seeing those two do that. Ah! And so, you have a negative experience just as you're tasting a new taste product I think that may have negatively influenced these sharks against this product. And um, the guy was a quiet guy pitching it, they talked over him a lot. I don't know if he got a deal or not, I don't remember. But that was interesting, just goes to show you you never know what's going to happen in the tank either. You go in there, one of them cracks a weird joke and then that sets everything in motion against you. All right. Did I? Oh, I got to tell you a story. Oh, uh, wait. Did we do number one? We just did number two, you idiot. How long do you need to perform this podcast? Sorry, guys. I got angry at myself. Um, all right. I'm going to do one now and then I'll do this tr- song for you. All right. So, me and Start began work on Tears on My Shaft, the album. It was recorded three and a half years ago. We didn't start work recording it. We started work finishing it. And I have to say, the songs are better than I remember them. So, I'm very excited about that. And that's going to come out later this year. The title track, of course, is Tears on My Shaft. Um, there's some other stuff you'll remember that we've talked about on the podcast. And... Uh, some great stuff. I'm real excited about it. All right, let's see what's coming in at number one. I just started my sentence like a capital letter. Got bars for years. I hope you send me a letter. No, she'll never be queen. So now she got the vendetta. I ain't talking about David when I say I'm a getter. 20 mil on my off. Season, of course. 20 million when you ain't put out no album or tours. Yes, bitch, i mean. I like it. That's Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne. Wheezy F. Lil Wayne. The Ara. Um, what's the name of it? Light my body up. Oh, it's David Guetta featuring Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne. Okay, um, the last up into the tank was rarer form. It was these two kids, two brothers, and um, they were making bags out of billboards. Like when they ripped the stuff off the billboard and they need to throw it out. These guys, it's like leathery enough you can make bags out of it. So that's what they did. And uh, Mr. Wonderful hammered them into the ground and they had to give up a lot, but they got a deal. And this has been a long hey gang, but I enjoyed it very much. Please watch the headshot show and uh, buy some of the, my albums on iTunes and Bandcamp and enjoy yourself throughout your week. We'll see you next time on Who's 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 Hey, gang.